Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. It is Saturday, and that means it's self-brain surgery Saturday. And I've been thinking about several things. We had a lot of stuff going on this week. I've been thinking about several things that have been kind of revolving around this idea of perspective. Um, yesterday we had an experience that I'll tell you about in a minute that, that reminded me of a podcast I did back in December of 2020 that really was all about perspective and this whole past week we've been dealing with a situation that requires some requires us to look at things from several different ways to figure out how to get on board with the idea that God's got a plan and it's a good plan and no matter what something feels like it's always God in fact does have a plan that's good for us and so we've been kind of wrapping our heads around this whole idea of perspective several times this past week and yesterday I had a great conversation that I released to you that I recorded a week ago with Elisa Childers and she talked about the the lies that our culture is telling us and this this idea that truth is um, not a relative construct that truth is always true no matter what and and just all this stuff kind of spinning around in my head I had a hard time sleeping last night and I woke up just kind of wanting to talk to you about all of this stuff and so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to cohesively tie this numerous threads together here just for a few minutes on self-brain surgery Saturday. And we're just going to kind of talk about perspective. I'm going to give you back an old episode from December of 2020 as a a great way to sort of illustrate that. But before we get to that, I want to talk for a second about Elisa Childers and I discussed something called linguistic theft. And there's a thing that's happening now, and it's actually kind of a form of propaganda, but this, this thing that's happening is somebody will take a word like love or tolerance for example and they'll just change the definition of it and then if, if enough people agree that this word means that thing now then you can't use the word in the way that it's actually meant to be used or everybody else will think that you're using it incorrectly right go back and listen to that episode with elisa childers or read her book live your truth and other lies if you'll get and you'll get more information about that but i bring it up because of this i was reading a book it was written by a good friend of ours, and I actually was going to have him on the podcast to talk about it, and it hasn't worked out so far. But a friend of ours wrote a book, and in the book, as I'm reading it, two different times, not once, but twice, he used the word nonplussed. And nonplussed, N-O-N-P-L-U-S-S-E-D. And that word nonplussed in his book, which was written, which was published by Penguin Random House, okay, big major publisher, same publisher we have. They, their editors let him use this word nonplussed incorrectly twice in his manuscript. I was shocked. And it turns out nonplussed doesn't mean what you might think it means. In the book, he used it twice as if to say that someone was not stressed out. He was nonplussed about such and such. And in the context, he means it to mean that they weren't stressed out, they weren't worried, they were unbothered or not surprised or impressed by something. But turns out, friend, that's not what nonplussed actually means. The word nonplussed doesn't mean that you're not bothered or surprised or impressed by something. That is a word that has been hijacked mostly by Americans over the last 20 or 30 years. And if you look in Merriam-Webster's dictionary, it says this, nonplussed definition is actually that you're unsure about what to say, think, or do. You're perplexed. So the word nonplussed actually means that you're confused. You're not sure. You're perplexed. You're, you're kind of confounded by something. That's what nonplussed means. But 
the number two definition of Merriam-Webster is this. Chiefly in the United States, it has come to mean not bothered, surprised, or impressed by something. Like, he was nonplussed by the events of the day. And that's how my friend used it in his book. And so the, the problem is, we have a word here that somebody on some level at some point in time misunderstood. They assumed it meant not bothered, not surprised, not impressed. And they used it incorrectly so long that people started agreeing with them that it meant not bothered, not surprised, not impressed by anything. And they used it so much and so often that it became pervasive, like a, like a cancer that spread through language and ultimately created in the United States an acceptability for this word to be used in a way that it's actually not defined. That's sort of stunning to me. So we've, we've created a word that doesn't mean what it means, and we've agreed that it does mean what we think it means. Isn't that hilarious? Now, why am I telling you that? Not to argue about the linguistic integrity of nonplussed. I don't really care about that. I'm saying it because of this. Yesterday, uh, our friends Al and Kristen were over for a little bit. And we were looking out across the river, and Kristen went, oh, there's an eagle. And we looked, and there were not one, but in fact two eagles hunting by the river. It was amazing. We watched them for a while. They were a little bit too far away to see them super clear, but it's amazing to see those big birds hunt and fish and, and play and fly. And out here on Moon River Ranch, we see them a lot, and we see we see big eagles frequently. And it's amazing. It's one of the reasons we bought this place. But then Lisa got the spotting scope out. And she looked over there, and she said, oh, wait, they're not eagles, they're hawks. And we all looked through the glass, and it turns out they were, in fact, these ferruginous hawks. They're huge hawks, and they hunt in a very specific way. They hunt low to the ground, and they hunt in teams. And it's amazing to watch them work the riverbank as they go after whatever it is they're after, rabbits or squirrels or who knows. But they're not eagles. But we all, for a while, watching those two ferruginous hawks, we all agreed that they were eagles. They were eagles. We all agreed to it. But it, in fact, turned out that they were hawks. And so the, the point is, we can, as people, we can agree on something. We can have a perspective on something, even if it doesn't turn out to be true. Elisa Childers and I talked about that yesterday. Our deciding that something's true, friend, doesn't, in fact, make it true. And so the fact that we were, uh, you know, Kristen and Al and Lisa and I and Tata were agreeing that those were eagles didn't turn them magically into eagles. They were, in fact, hawks. And in December of 2020, I did a whole episode about that same thing because every time I see a big bird from a long way off, I think it's an eagle. And turned, I called the episode Hawks Are Always Eagles until you find out that they're really hawks. And the perspective shift, though, is that hawks are still pretty amazing birds. They're large, they're ferocious, they're beautiful, they're incredible, they're talented, they do amazing things in the air. They have an amazing behavior. They're fun to watch. And they're not somehow less because they don't turn out to be eagles. They're just not eagles. They're hawks. They're different. And so I want to give you that episode back. Before we do that, thanks for all the people who wrote in yesterday looking for copies of Elisa Childers' book. Those two copies were claimed within about 30 minutes of me releasing that episode yesterday. Um, just an incredible amount of interest. If you didn't get one of the free copies, I'm sorry. We only had two from the publisher and that's that's all we had. Um, I'd like to congratulate uh, the two listeners who did get the 
free copies from Katie, the publicist at Tyndale. We're grateful for her. It was David and Claudia. Congratulations to you, David in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and Claudia in Birmingham, Alabama were the first two listeners that wrote in. So thank you for listening, for your support, and for always being out there. I'm sorry for the folks that didn't get a copy, and uh, maybe you'll get the next one. I had a wonderful conversation yesterday afternoon with Annie Grace, who wrote a book called This Naked Mind, which we're going to have a talk about next. You'll hear it next Friday. And that's going to be a great talk about alcohol and just some new perspectives on that. Um, before we get to Hawks Are Always Eagles, I want to tell you two things. One, please pray for there's a listener and reader named Beth who lives in Tulsa. And we've prayed for her before. Beth's had several major challenges in the last year with her health and seizures and different things. And now she's um, having a struggle with some relatives who are disagreeing about some religious matters and that's led to a rift in the family and they're not visiting the kids and there's just some stress around around doctrine and theology and that sort of thing is hard it's hard in families when you have these big disagreements whatever they're about that can create interpersonal challenges and there's also some financial strain and so there's just some trouble and we just need you to pray just just pray for beth and her family that god will bring peace and restoration and healing and, and prosperity and success and and that he'll just relieve stress and trouble and beth's a faithful listener she's she's written in several times and suggested some songs that have ended up on the podcast that have probably benefited you that you've heard songs that i wouldn't have heard of otherwise that that ended up uh being perfect for a particular episode that I played. So thanks to Beth, and we just, we're praying for you, Beth. We love you, and we're grateful for you and your family, and, and God has got your back. And all these listeners hearing our voice today around the world going to gather up together and pray for you. So let's just pray for Beth today, okay? And finally, I'm going to give you a song. One of my favorite Tommy Walker songs is called Living in the Wonder. And it's just this song about about having your eyes open to the amazing and miraculous things that God's doing around you. So I'm going to give you this episode, Hawks Are Always Eagles, and I want you just to, to think about the idea of perspective, that just because something doesn't turn out to be what you thought it was, okay, just because you thought it was an eagle and it turns out to be a hawk, that doesn't mean that it's not still wondrous and amazing or that God doesn't still have a good plan for you in that situation. And sometimes you think something's really bad maybe you think you think a situation is really difficult like the one we were referencing earlier but it turns out that god's got a plan that that if you just are faithful and go through it with him he's going to turn it into something on the other side that's good for you that's that's what his promise is that if you persist and hold on to him he's going to help you in your life he's going to and i'm not talking about he's not going to solve all your problems and cure all your diseases and give you millions of dollars but his plan whatever his plan is is good for you and if you can go through it with faith and hope then you'll find yourself having a perspective that enables you to get through the hard times remember what he said to jeremiah he said if you are worn out in your struggles with men how are you ever going to run with horses right so don't give up don't forget that even if it turns out not to be an eagle and it's just a hawk, that hawks are still pretty amazing. So at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you Living in the Wonder by Tommy Walker. Just spend a few minutes today looking around for hawks or eagles or whatever it is in the creation that is amazing that you might have missed because you had your eyes on something else or you had you were looking at something the wrong way. I think it'll help you. Let's get into hawks or always eagles. Friend. We're praying for you. We love you. We'll be back tomorrow with something new for you. God bless you. Have a great day. Good morning, my friend. I hope you're well. Here in the dark, it's about 5.40 in the morning on a cold day here in Nebraska. 
it's uh, been an interesting week. We're going to talk about some good times and some bad times this week, but um, a couple of really neat things that happened. I, sometimes I get, um, I think all content creators, writers, artists, I think all of us at times doubt our work. We wonder if people are benefiting from it, if it matters, if it's good. You know, there's sometimes when you start to maybe doubt yourself, and, and for me this year, uh, as, as the year's worn on, I've clearly have not been producing quite as often as normal and and i've been struggling a little bit um logistically with our remodel and all of that but also just it's just been hard to work and write and you know have time to do everything well and all of that so sometimes you wonder if if things are going right but this week we got a phone call from uh, he's my cousin i call him but my wife's biological cousin will in san antonio called um and I didn't know that Will has been listening to my podcast, and he just gave me the greatest um, feedback on how it's benefited him and how the self-brain surgery ideas have been useful to him. And I'm um, actually going to have Will on the show here to tell that story himself uh, in a few weeks. But but it was just so encouraging to hear him um, give me that good feedback. And at the same time, the very next day, I got an email from a reader, a listener, um, who also reads my newsletter. And by the way, again, shameless plug for the newsletter. But if you're only listening to the podcast and you're not getting the newsletter, then you're only getting about 25% of the value that I'm trying to create in the community, especially that we're creating around the world. The podcast is listened to in 75 countries. It's all over the world. But it's but you're in a silo if you're listening to the podcast. It's just me and you. But if you get the newsletter, wleewarrenmd.com slash newsletter, wleewarrenmd.com slash newsletter. If you get the newsletter, you will be connected to this incredible community of people all over the world that have joined together. It's literally an amazing thing because multiple different times we've had people with a problem in South Africa that say, hey, I'm struggling with this, and we've been able to connect them with a church or a pastor or a friend, somebody close to them who they can talk to. We've had multiple writers and influencers that have connected with each other through this community. It's it's a great place to not be alone, especially this time in the world's history. A lot of people are feeling kind of alone. You need a community if you don't have a church, if you don't have a family, or even if you do and you need some more like-minded people, join the newsletter, wleewarnmd.com slash newsletter. So I've got an email from a reader and listener named Brian, and here's what he said. I'm just going to read it to you. Good afternoon, Dr. Warren. I have noticed that it's been some time since you have done a podcast. I do miss hearing from you. I understand you must be incredibly busy, but I did not. I did want you to know that you are missed. I always enjoy hearing what you have to say, even if I don't always write in. Your podcast is one of my favorites. We've been blessed by your gift that you have been so generous to share with us all these years. Brian goes on, I've been feeling a bit down lately, perhaps a coincidence. I was thinking how important it is to have people to interact with who can understand our situation or what we've gone through. I came across this verse that I found comforting that I wanted to share with you. Psalm 147, 5, great is the Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. Think about that, friend. His understanding has no limit. Brian goes on, simply incredible how great our God is. He has no limits. He understands everything always. Whatever we're going through, no matter how long it lasts, our God understands everything always. Long after people forget and move on, our Lord doesn't forget ever. I pray this finds you and your family well. Merry Christmas. Sincerely, Brian. 
By the way, if you're hearing some background noise, Harvey and Lewis are drinking some water. They've had a rough time sleeping, so they're up with us. If you hear a yip or a yap, that's just the puppies saying hi, so don't worry. Brian, thank you for that email. It was so encouraging. It really helped me in the moment when I was wondering if this work matters. God sent me Will and Brian to remind me that it does matter. It's helping people. So today we're going to talk a lot, um, actually not a lot, but for a little bit, we're going to talk about problems, the problems that this year and and our lives present to us and the ways that they can seem more or less sometimes than they really are. We're going to see a story about some eagles and hawks that we've seen out here on the river and a story about a boxer. So there's a lot of different things that we're going to talk about. But the bottom line is I want you to remember that Psalm 147.5 says that God has no limits. And so whatever you think you're going through, whatever you are going through, whatever is being presented to you in your life, God's got it under control. He's not going to let you fail. He's not going to let you fall. He always has your back, and he's always going to remind you to start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. This week's been a little bit like Charles Dickens' novel, The Tale of Two Cities. One of the greatest opening lines of a novel ever, Tale of Two Cities, opens with, It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. That's been a tough week. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Lisa's been sick all week. She's been running a fever. She hasn't felt well. It's not corona. She just has a normal virus. But she's still sick. She's really not um, feeling good, and it's unusual for her not to be well. So she's been feeling kind of terrible, and we've been through a lot in the past week. There's been some difficult situations at work. There's been some some personal issues. There's been a huge personal disappointment in a situation that Lisa and I were planning and working towards. A seemingly endless stream of bad news and un-American stuff happening in D.C. and our nation at large. and It's just been a pretty rough few days. But at the same time, some incredible things were happening. I told you about Will and Brian, and there's been a lot of other good things happening. I was invited to speak at an amazing conference that I'll be able to tell you about hopefully tomorrow. I'm going to try to do another episode tomorrow and be able to tell you the details on this conference that I'm going to get an opportunity to speak at. We're going to Colorado in January for Focus on the Family. We're going to Florida in February. I've got a keynote uh, speech in Florida um, at the Bonita Springs Presbyterian Church in support of my book, I've Seen the End of You, which I'm incredibly honored uh, has been chosen by the Bonita Springs Presbyterian Church as the book of the year for them. Um, Just the book is getting more support as it approaches its first birthday than it even did when it launched in January of this year. 
The practice is robust. We're so happy and blessed to be here in Nebraska on this unbelievable piece of property and with these great people that we've met and have been embraced by this community and hospital. It seems like literally every day God shows us something new and amazing that makes us smile here. And on the same day last week, two things happened. This this best of times, worst of times idea. I got a text from my sister, Michelle, and she sent me some pictures that she'd found of the kids, all of our kids when they were little. And I just, I felt like I got punched in the gut when I opened one of these pictures. Because there's a thing that happens when, you, when you've lost a child. You know, I've, I've told you many times, we lost our son Mitch in 2013. And you start to gather up pictures and everything you can find of their life. And, and after a while, you think you've seen every photograph. You, you think you've seen it all. You don't think there's ever going to be anything new again after you've lost a child. And so I wasn't expecting to see something I hadn't seen before, but there was a picture my sister sent. It was the kids when they were little. Mitch was probably five or six or seven, maybe. A group of the girls sitting around, their older cousin Jessica's reading a story, and all the girls are looking on. Everybody's laughing and smiling, and Mitch is standing in the background, and he's looking sad. He's looking away from the camera, and he doesn't have a smile on his face. He just, everybody else is smiling and laughing, and he's disconnected and lonely and looks sad. And it just gutted me. I wanted to hold him. I wanted to tell him that whatever he was sad about that day was going to be okay. It just, it just broke my heart. But then a few minutes later, on the same day, another text message came. It was our daughter-in-law, Amber, who's pregnant with uh, her and Josh's first child. She sent a 3D ultrasound image of her unborn grandson, Riker, and he was so perfect and so beautiful, and my heart just soared with love for this little boy that I've never even met. It was the worst of times. It was the best of times in the same day. My father-in-law, Dennis, and I took, a, took the dogs for a walk that day. We were walking down the dirt road like we've gotten in the habit of doing as he's been here with us, and, and we were walking down the road and, and looked up in the sky, and we saw an eagle soaring above us. And I told you before, there, I just love watching those birds. It's one of the reasons we bought this place is that the river and there's all these eagles, there's raptors everywhere. I've seen bald eagles and at least three species of hawks and small falcons in the five months we've been here so far. But as I was watching this one eagle, he turned and dove toward the hayfield and Dad said, Oh, that's a hawk. And as the bird got closer, I realized he was right. It was a hawk. Amazing birds, but a few minutes later, we actually saw a pair of bald eagles sitting in a tree, and they took off and flew right over us. We could see their white heads and white tails, and we watched them fish in the river for a few minutes, and we were reminded again just how much bigger and stronger and faster eagles are than hawks. And I realized every time I see one of those birds, I think, oh, there's an eagle. Because here's the thing, friend. Hawks are always eagles, until you actually see an eagle. The 2020 has been a f- full of problems that seem daunting. Everybody has paid some sort of price this year. I don't care who you are or where you live. You've, you've paid a price for 2020. In our family, for example, our son Josh's wedding got messed up. None of us uh, from, from all over the country could travel to San Antonio to be with him at his wedding. So only the people who live local could be there because of COVID. Our friend Arthur lost several family members. None of them could have an in-person funeral. I know lots of people who, uh, patients that we've seen whose spouses died in the hospital and they weren't allowed to be there. It's just been a, a rough year for everybody. I'm sure your family's been affected in some way by this too. And it just hit me this week that every time I have some problem that seems so big and daunting and scary that I think it's an eagle 
something else comes along. Think global pandemic, moving, restarting, remodeling a home while you're living in it with three people and two puppies. Think foreign interference in the elections, widespread and organized election fraud. Think things like that that make this week's problem seem just like a little old hawk. It made me want to share with you, friend, to help you focus. Because you might think that this issue that you're facing, whatever it is, is the apex predator, the most powerful thing you can deal with. But the fact is, there's always two ways to look at any situation. Here they are. You can realize that it can still get worse, because after all, if you're alive, then the problem isn't quite as bad as it could get yet, is it? Or, and the hawk size issue could turn out to be an eagle, or you can keep your faith and hope and trust because any minute now... You're going to get that text of your new grandson that will rescue your heart and turn that eagle back into a hawk or maybe even just to a buzzard. It's a silly analogy, I know, but it felt so profound in the moment, and I figured at least Brian and Will would get it, and maybe you will too. Hawks are always eagles until you actually see an eagle. Now, I remember hearing the famous prizefighter Mike Tyson, the boxer, in an interview one time before a fight, the reporters were telling him, kind of kind of going on and on and on about how this opponent that he was fighting had been bragging all week about the plan that he had to beat Tyson, how he was going to dance around and move laterally and dodge punches and all of that. And Tyson nodded and listened politely, and then he said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And that's what I realized this week. I've been telling you for years now, life is coming for you. And you need a plan for dealing with adversity because it's coming. Life is going to punch us in the mouth sometimes. 2020 has been an example of that. It's how we react, though, to the adversity that defines us. Not the adversity itself, not the problem itself. It's how we react. What story are we telling through our reaction to the adversity and the punches that life says? Tyson went on to say this. He's no philosopher, but the guy said something profound here. He said, if you're good and your plan is working, somewhere during the duration of it, the outcome of that event you're involved in, you're going to get the wrath, the bad end of the stick. Let's see how you deal with it. Normally, people don't deal with it that well. Yes, I will agree with you, friend, that 2020 has been a hard year. As I told you on Thanksgiving, though, in hard times, it's so easy to focus on the hard things, the tough circumstances, the things that hurt us. There's been loss from death, divorce, separation, finances, lockdowns, attempted election theft, playing out in front of us. There's been isolation and stress everywhere. There's been hawks. There has been eagles. There's been punches. But the one thing that's always true of hard times is that our brains, the devil, even people in the media, especially social media, will always try to make us think that what we're in now is as bad as it could ever be or worse than anyone else has ever had to deal with. As I told you before, the truth is, though, most of the time what we're going through is pretty much what most people have had to go through, too. And oftentimes it's not even as bad as what other people have had to deal with. Or even as bad as something that we've been through ourselves before. It's so important to find that perspective, to remember that this thing might seem like it's an eagle, but it may actually just be a hawk. Or it might be an eagle, but there might be a bigger one out there, and we should be grateful for the one we're dealing with. It's so important to find the perspective and use self-brain surgery to reframe every thought that our present circumstance in the present circumstance and find something to be grateful for, to find hope and faith again. Let me remind you, I shared this with you on Thanksgiving, but, in Ab- but Abraham Lincoln said in 1863, quote, 
The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of mighty, Almighty God. Don't forget, he wrote that while he was leading Americans through the Civil War. He talked about the hard stuff, but even during the hard stuff, benefits, blessings, bounties, he said, have been added. So extraordinary those blessings and benefits have been added that you can't fail to let them soften your heart. See, when I was struggling with that picture of Mitch, I got a picture of Riker. Not a replacement, but something else great to be thankful for. Some little thing to raise my heart back up again when it would have been punched to the floor. There's always something that God is trying to show us. He's telling Abraham Lincoln was telling us in that moment, during that terrible time, that, that there still, in spite of all the bad things, there were things to be thankful for, that God was still on his throne. Now, here's the thing about the eagles and about our problems, too. I've noticed this. They're scary, and they have huge talons, and they have broad wingspans. And if you look at them that way, it can be kind of terrifying. They're fast, and they're agile, and they could really hurt us if they wanted to. In fact, there's a juvenile bald eagle that's been hanging around the backyard, and we've noticed that he pays attention and kind of flies over whenever the puppies are in the yard. And I've been a little nervous about that. The eagle could actually swoop away with the puppies. I've seen videos of eagles taking goats and sheep. And so we've been paying attention when we're outside to make sure we don't get snuck up on by one of these eagles. But you know what? They could hurt us, but they don't. They fly and they soar and they dive, but they always end up flying away. And we're sitting there in awe of their power, and we're bettered by having been able to see them and encounter them. But we always realize that our encounter with the eagles was transient. And in my human weakness, I still fall for the hawks every time. I'll see the hawk, and I'll say, oh, there's an eagle. And I'll think they're more than they are. But even when the eagles really come, I'm in awe watching them until they fly away again. And they always fly away. Now here's the thing. As I'm always telling you, adversity is coming. Jesus said it. In this world you will have trouble. We can have a plan, but life's going to punch us in the mouth sometimes. And the one thing that helps me be ready for those punches is to read scripture. It's my body armor. It's my weapon. I gave you a bunch of my favorites for Thanksgiving, but I'm going to give you just one today. My best friend, my brother-in-arms, Al, wears this one on his wrist every day. And it's perfect when you're getting punched, when you're in the storm, or when you're facing an eagle-sized problem. It's Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Let's read it again. Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I told you last week was tough, and when I get discouraged, when people disappoint me, or I have a tough case, or I let myself down, or I let Lisa or my family down in some way, it seems like the plan won't hold up to the punches. But every single time God shows up and delivers a call from someone like Will, or an email from a Brian, or somebody like that to encourage me, an invitation to speak in an event full of people that are so accomplished, I can't even believe that I'm being mentioned in the same breath as them, and I can't wait to tell you about it. 
God will do something to make me realize that he is still there, that it's not an eagle after all. Or if it is an eagle, then God will show me the majesty and grace of the eagle and not its power and its claws. God will use it for good somehow. His promise will hold true. His plans will prosper me and not harm me every single time. Friend, I'm going to leave you again with Tyson's words. If you're good and your plan is working, somewhere during the duration of that, the outcome of that event you're involved in, you're going to get the wrath, the bad end of the stick. Let me see how you deal with it. Normally, people don't deal with it that well. Friend, 2020 has brought us some eagles, bunch of hawks, bunch of eagles. And every hawk seems like an eagle until you've seen a real eagle. 2020 has been one of those. It's been about it. But here's the thing. 2020 is about to be over with. It's going to fly away. It's going to leave us glad that we got to see it and ready to have a better plan for whatever punches 2021 has in store for us. We've gotten the wrath. We've gotten the bad end of the stick. We're getting ready to be strong and courageous for 2021. We are not afraid because here's the thing. We're going to be ready and we're going to start today.
the one who will come in the clouds. And when he comes, every eye will see him. He's the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the one who was dead but now lives forevermore. And a day is coming and nothing can stop him. When every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he's the Lord. He's the king. He's the judge of all the earth. And even now as we stand here, all of heaven is shouting out, Worthy is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So we say, who is like him? Who is like this God? Surely there is none. There is none like him. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.